Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Morning Movie Show. We're definitely recording this Monday morning, Sunday morning, right, guys? Hello, I'm your host, Diego Crespo. (laughs) With me to convince you that this is actually Sunday morning is my co-host, Gina Versa. Hello. Good Good to be awake right now. Yep, super early in the morning. All this fresh news that just came out. Donald Trump is dead? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, this is a disaster of an opening, but also here to to help ease the pain of existence is Marcelo Pico. Wow, that's a hell of an introduction, Diego. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you. I'm happy to have you here. Um, Why don't you go ahead, because this is the first time you've been on the Waffle Press. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, go ahead and talk a little bit about yourself. And I'm, oh. I'm very happy to be here. And anything you want to highlight? Because I know you got a little something coming up. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm the editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society. I'm sorry that my cat is nudging the table. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I just got back from work and he is very, uh, very eager to, to, to get my attention. Talk Film Society. Uh, I'm the editor-in-chief. Um, I mean, right now, what you alluded to, Diego, and you're part of this, is uh, the Talk Film Society Festival, uh, which is happening uh, on the 15th of October. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's essentially a podcast series where I talk to uh, people. Uh, I ask them, or I, you know, we, we, we come to, um, how do I even describe this? I, I, the theme of it is returns. That's the theme that I'm going with for this festival, right? So I, I ask guests like you, Diego, um, I go uh, pick a movie under the theme of returns and Diego, you picked Alien Resurrection. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so uh, you and I, Diego, talked about Alien Resurrection and that'll be dropping, you know, within um, the festival. So each day there'll be one or two of these episodes dropping where I talk to great guess about these movies that they picked and yeah i mean that's part of it another part is uh i'm getting a program together where writers on the site are are writing blurbs and uh, like like a festival program I, I i wanted to have something written you know to coincide with this festival and that'll be on the talk from society patreon as well so yeah that's the big thing you know this this thing that i've been recording for the last uh, few weeks um I think like 15 episodes total, dropping over 13 days. Uh, movies ranging from Alien Resurrection to like a Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, what else is in there? John Wick, uh, Terminator 2, Volver. I mean, yeah, something for everybody. Yeah, so nothing but great films. Exactly. You're telling me. <laughs> but by the end of it, I think the last one I did was like Doctor Sleep. Um, by the end of it, I told my guests like, like I, every single one I've liked, I have, there has not been a bad one in the bunch. So I'm even Alien Resurrection, Diego, you turned me on Alien Resurrection to an incredible degree. I came in to that movie just expecting just, I don't know, like nonsense. Like, like that was my preconception, you know, having seen it before and just not vibing with it. But after seeing it, talking with Diego, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a hell of a movie and I'm glad you picked it for the festival, Diego. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's a gift and a curse, but uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm, I hope that the festival helps turn people on that movie. I'm not talking exactly. about the, 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 a certain writer that we also get into in our discussion <laughs> for that movie. Just just this sole movie, just this singular film. Yeah. But uh, 
to, to kind of leeway back into what we're here to talk about today is it's the beginning of spooky season, Halloween, horror films, many film fans' favorite time of year, and easy to see why, because the horror genre is consistently, the, I think, the most exciting genre of film. Uh, and we're all big fans here. Uh, Gene makes horror films on a regular basis. Uh, sometimes I help him out and sometimes he's just doing it because that's in his blood. And so each of us here today are going to recommend five spooky season movies for all of you out there. Uh, this is, there's no structure to this. So who, <laughs> who would like to go first? Because we're probably going to have, if we have overlap, we'll just recommend something else on top of that too. But yeah, uh, I've got to go first. I've got backups just in case we overlap. So okay, cool. cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'll go first. I'm the guest. Mm-hmm. All um, right, yay, Marcelo. And I've got props because I'm on video. This is this is part video, right? This, this is, is part video. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the people watching this on video will will get to see my shining happy face, and also this collector's edition of Creep Show Two, mm. which is my first recommendation. Um, I love this movie. Uh, directed by Michael Gornick uh, with a screenplay by George A. Romero based on stories by Stephen King. Now, controversial take for me is I prefer this one over the first Creep show. And it's because I grew up on it. I was haunted by the VHS uh, cover, uh, which I think maybe this has. Um, But yeah, this, this movie... I mean, I, I it's I, I'm happy that you asked me to be on Diego, but like I'm not like you know there are tiers of horror fans. I consider myself like maybe lower to mid tier. Like I love horror. I'm with you. It's 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 like maybe the best genre because you put so much in it. Um, so maybe these picks are basic, but to me, you know, I pick up something like Creep Show too, and I go. This is a classic. <laughs> so I don't know where you'd put me, where you'd categorize me on the on horror fan tier, but I'm saying Creepshow 2, definitely worth a watch. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe people listening have seen it before and like are like, what? <laughs> I say, come, come back to it. You visit it because sure, there may be problematic elements within, but I think it is, if you want a pure horror movie written by, you know, Romero with stories by King, you get it for sure. The raft has, has scared me for years. And also the, the, the hitchhiker, the final segment in this is horrifying. So yeah, my pick uh, is Creepshow 2. That's the first one. Well, here, how about this? Uh, well, we could talk about all of our picks. How about we, we do all five of our picks at the same time? We'll talk about your picks and then we'll move on to either Gene or myself. And we'll continue that way. So you can run down the rest of yours, and oh, yeah. we could talk about Creep Show Two and anything else you have for us. So just keep going. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. The stuff. Hey, by Larry Cohen. I love this movie. I I, I caught it when uh, I don't know, maybe ten years ago. Uh, it was I don't know where it was, like on Netflix or something. I don't know. It was streaming somewhere, and I was like, I had never heard of the stuff. It's it looks crazy. It looks bizarre. It holds up. <laughs> if you want a movie about like capitalism and how it just corrupts and destroys society, here you go. This stuff, it's super cheesy uh, in a good way. The, I think the gore holds up. The cast is insane. Michael Moriarty is the most insane actor who has ever acted. And him being the lead in this and also cue the winged serpent, another Larry Cohen classic. You can't get any better than the stuff. All right. 
I love the stuff. The stuff is the stuff. All right. I'm going to move on. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. There it is. Another sequel. <laughs> hey. And if you ask me, I I wouldn't say it's better than the first one. I was okay, yeah. I yeah, know I said the whole thing. you're done, that. but I was like, wait, 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 wait. I mean, <laughs> but this is this definitely I it's it's a it's I would I prefer it over okay, like if I were just to pick up a movie to watch like for horror season, I would easily go with this because this is more fun. Uh, the first one is great, but <laughs> it, it it's definitely just it's, a, just, it's like a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's even it's, it, yeah. It uh, if you want to leave like a little bit, you know, uh, you know, with with a smile on your face by the end of it, then watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. It's more insane. Toby Hooper, you know, like like any great you know filmmaker after you know the first film in a series is a success. The second one. He gets more money. He gets more freedom. He does whatever the fuck he wants. So <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 is what happens when you get Toby Hooper with money. Uh, so that's my pick. That's number three, right? Number mm-hmm. four, One Cut of the Dead. Ooh. My favorite movie of last year. Um, absolutely, without a doubt. I gave this movie five out of five the first time I saw it, and I never do that. So I'm not going to spoil it because, I mean... Um, it, it's it's easy to spoil um <laughs> those first 30 minutes um i'll just say uh, for, for those who know what it is it's it's the it's the one take zombie movie it's all done in one take um that's what the first 30 minutes are and then after that it takes a twist and i <laughs> i love those last two thirds where it just does its own thing it becomes something else becomes something Maybe not essentially a horror movie, but something maybe maybe more I don't know heartwarming, uplifting. So that's that, that's as much as I'll say. But the craft within those first thirty minutes, it's hard to top too. The way they put it together, and they they do show like behind the scenes uh, um, video of like how they shot those first thirty minutes in like in one take in like this big abandoned warehouse. So that's. Uh, I mean, if even if you watch it and you're just blown away by those first 30 minutes, you don't care for the last like you know, two thirds, fine. Yeah. You know, at least you know you, you got to see one cut of the dead, one of the best movies ever made. And finally, here's me uh, going really basic, but this is one I just have to see every every horror season. And this particular disc that I'm gonna hold up right here is a special. I, I saw on the shelf before recording. I go. I have to talk about this because like this is one of my favorite things ever the original dawn of the dead nice this is the ultimate edition okay which is currently unavailable in america <laughs> it is out of print so i'm sorry i'm teasing this in front of the video <laughs> audience but this uh, what's, you know, what's your address <laughs> austin <laughs> texas uh 123 boogie boogie avenue <laughs> no but i will say um i forget who's releasing the 4k edition of this that's coming out in a few weeks or months um yeah yeah somebody's releasing it in 4k region free by the way so if you don't mind you know shipping costs you can you know have it exported to you um but no the original dawn of the dead goes without saying essential horror movie classic but i'll emphasize you know in this ultimate edition which i hope eventually gets released you know by scream 
or uh, you know, Arrow, you know, they get their hands on the, on the North American rights for this. It comes with three editions, and I think every edition on here, the European version, uh, what is it, the theatrical cuts, and the extended version, like they're all like definitely worth worthwhile. Like I finally saw the European version a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, this is like an yet yet another cut of the movie I could watch, you know, every every Halloween. So, um, yeah, I love it. I I can't talk about horror season without talking about Dawn of the Dead because that's one of my favorite movies ever. So yeah, that's what I brought to the table. Those are my five picks. Again, I mean, maybe basic in some people's eyes, but I don't know. I, I have to go with like my my favorites, the, my my top picks, my must sees for this spooky season. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, Gene, what are, what are your thoughts on this picks? Well, I was gonna say I uh, we're one of the few people that saw one cut of the dead because yeah, no one uh, no one I've met has seen that movie and I always uh, been recommending it since yeah like what last Halloween or something. Yeah, I uh, uh, and I figured this would be a good chance you know to. You know, for me to say it again, you know, please watch One Cut of the Dead. Uh, it's on Shutter. Use that, use that free trial, um, and watch that one immediately. Because yeah, I, I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm surprised more people haven't seen it. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's one, it was one of my favorite films of last year. And uh, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil that twist. No, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Some some good uh, some good choices like shooting from the hip. So yeah. That uh, the Dawn of the Dead seemed pretty satisfying, though that uh, case. Yeah, the the case like, itself. I mean, yeah. this hunk of thing. Mm -hmm. I, I it's it's so impressive. Again, like I I, <laughs> I was this close to ordering that new 4K release of Dawn of the Dead right from the UK, but I figured I don't know. It's me hoping that eventually, you know, Shout Factory will will release something you know up to this you know, up to mm -hmm. the standard, like all these discs, it comes with documentaries. It's a cherished item in my home, this yeah. out of print ultimate Diego, edition. Diego has to title this video, Not Safe for Work. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hold it like here from now on, just as I talk to you guys. Yeah, I think I think that's got to be the, the image for this video too. <laughs> I'll put images of the other movies we're going to talk about too, but like that's, that's kind of sure. the one, I think. Um, I've never seen Creepshow still. Uh, Matt Garingo, friend and co-host of the show as well, um, has been trying to get me to watch it for years. So the, the first Creep Show, yeah. So I definitely haven't seen Creep Show too. And in fact, Marcelo, I know you brought it up on Twitter before. You're the oh, only yes. person I've seen bring it up. But Creep I Show love too. That. Yeah, because <laughs> be, because it's like I would have never even known there was a sequel. Oh my god! And I I want to show off this edition because the fine folks at Arrow are amazing. They they do great work. Oh, by the way, this here, this picture I'm holding up, that's Tom Savini playing the creep in Creepshow 2. That's another amazing thing about this movie. Um, but no, uh, Arrow released a limited edition of Creepshow 2, and also like a standard edition, but I picked up the limited edition. And it comes with a, a comic book like of a deleted story from the movie. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, somebody did this. Somebody released this where people can buy it. It, 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 it it's still like one of my favorite discs and one of my favorite releases ever. So I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Diego, I mean, oh, and Scream Factory released Creepshow 1. So that's a great release too. But if you manage to get a hold of the Creepshow 2, like Arrow, Blu-ray, 
standard edition, it's still like amazing. So I'm, ha- I'm happy that somebody gave Creepshow 2 the love I would have given it. And I give it pretty much all the time on Twitter. <laughs> Did you like the series? I, I've seen uh, like first, the first few episodes. I haven't seen it yeah. all yet. I, I like it. You know, some of it's like, you know, yeah. a little a little odd because like I I don't know. It, it's hard to even top like Tales from the Dark Side, which is which was kind of the the the, the truer like sequel to uh, uh, the first two Creepshow movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it I think it does the trick uh, that Creepshow series on Shutter, and I I I'll, I'll watch the rest of the series, and I'm I'm looking forward to that season two that's coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh... We'll see it eventually on Shutter. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to use that free Shutter subscription. Yeah, because, I, yeah. That I, I'm also not being paid by Shutter. I'm not getting any money. <laughs> you can't use promo code Marcelo Pico to get you know fifty percent right. off. No. It's it's a class film society one. What? One more thing. This 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 book has a picture of George a. Romero and Stephen King, like right there. That's amazing. Look at that. Just hanging out. That's very nice. Oh, so nice. All right, but uh, m- moving on. Gene, would you like to go next? Sure, I'll go next. All, All right. Choices lined up. Um, All 25. All 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I chose some unusual ones. Uh, that no, I, that's, that's why we're doing this. We want to get a wide yeah. breadth of films for the listeners. So the first one up is Rings. The, not the, not that one. Not the from, sequel. Not the sequel, the short okay. film. Okay. The short film that was on, I think, the Ring 2 DVD. Oh, okay. It's only okay. like 15 minutes. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it uh, seemed like it really went back to the uh, J-horror sort of elements to it because it's, uh, it's like, uh, it's like uh, these uh, cult, not a cult, but this like group of people that are uh, seen are seen how far they could go in the seven days, and they recorded on like a blog or a secret website. They like uh, record like what's happening to them, and it's almost like a like a flatliner sort of thing, like how far you could go <laughs> to death as uh, as you get closer and closer. And uh, yeah, I felt it was really interesting and did more interesting things than like what the Ring Two or uh, Rings did. So definitely check that out it's on youtube oh okay I'll, I'll i'll put a link to it in the description on the youtube version then because i haven't yeah. even seen that so right yeah that's cool yeah definitely put that there um basket case not sure if anyone's seen that no but you did an episode yeah. on it so yeah, I'll put i did that an episode also down below. links down <laughs> below also to everything <laughs> yeah. we're talking about just in general on the youtube version if you talk about it it'll <laughs> it'll be down there all right there you go yeah that's out of the way basket case is the most so fucking odd just the uh deformed siamese twin brother that's just in this uh he has his like deformed brother in a fucking basket the big ass basket everyone's asking him what's in the basket and it's just this like weird like a uh, ninja turtle looking villain creature and it's just like it's uh if you guys know any marvel villains it looks like doe boy from captain america <laughs> And it's just like, it just, there's a scene where it grabs someone by the balls and like lifts them up. It's just so, it's so weird. It's such a cult movie. And uh, I don't know, it really portrays like 1980s New York pretty well. <laughs> it's full of crime. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's no other movie like this that I saw. 
Well, he's in the basket because of healthcare in this country is so bad. Yeah, there you go. It's, uh, Can't afford anything else. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's such a unique movie. I, I have to recommend someone checking it out once. All right. So if you guys, if you guys see that, that's also on Shudder. Yeah, there you go. There, there you go. <laughs> is Shutter just gonna have to go in the description too? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, right? Yeah, no problem. Why not? Uh, Shadow of the Vampire. I would recommend next. Oh yeah, that's uh, I just I love the creepiness of that that film. Um, certainly, it feels like a real film set right now, where if you go on set, you're risking your life <laughs> with COVID. And uh, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, William William Defoe is such a fucking creepy vampire. He's uh, no Safratu or his uh, real life actor Max Shrek. So uh, yeah, that's you know, I have to put William Defoe just go after him, just being such a such a creepy bastard in this movie. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what's more to say about that, right? Yeah, I mean. I- I'm gonna let you finish because I have a lot of thoughts sure, about sure. that movie. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Candyman would be up next. Uh, we're we're not getting that remake or uh, Man. sequel anytime soon. So I have to recommend Candyman. What a uh, year! Yeah, uh-huh. I, have, I have a lot to say about Candyman. Oh sure. sure. Um, but uh, I mean, if you have another pick, I can wait. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna, it's going to go my last one. But yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the original Candyman for being made like what 1992, fairly fairly progressive with its viewpoints and um, the way it has a lot of uh, people of color in the movie. Pretty uh, pretty well done. So I have to give it to Candyman. And uh, as my favorite, I didn't because I, I saw it recently again. Forgot Ted Raimi's in there. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love random Ted Ramey pop-ups. I, 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 I love that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in like just so so many random films. Like uh, It's like Clint Howard or something. Yeah. Less, uh, looks less... Uh, he looks like a nicer version of his brother. Aww. <laughs> Clint Howard. Well, 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 his brother would be like beating people with sticks. That's, <laughs> that, that's why I imagine Sam Ramey. I love him, but that's what yeah. I imagine. No, <laughs> probably does, yeah. And the last one, um, because it it actually pretty inspired some uh, writing of mine would be uh, Dog Soldiers by <laughs> the uh, kind of I don't know. He's kind of uh, been uh, kind of in a uh, uh, controversy lately. Neil Marshall. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> this was his first movie, man. Like you know, he's made some shitty movies. Uh, seemingly some bad life decisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've I've purposefully not read all the news on him. I've read like one thing. And I go, that's enough. I've I've heard enough of Neil Marshall. <laughs> well, I, I just I, I just couldn't get over him fighting over the tree in Hellboy. Oh, that's right. Oh man, you know that he directed that poorly conceived Hellboy movie. <laughs> hey, you know what? The splatter stuff in that movie. If you watch the clips on YouTube, you're like, this looks kind of fun. You spend like a minute doing anything else in that movie and you're like no this, this is as bad as everyone says but right. like that that's always my 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 go-to with that and everyone's like have you seen that uh, just watch the clips on youtube like, <laughs> it's like wow look at how cool that decapitation was yeah the cgi is pretty bad but look at the blood yeah yay and then that's it that's all you need 
Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've yet to see it. I'm, I'm protesting. You don't it's, need to. Yeah. yeah. No. Good. Good. I'm, good. Dogs, dog soldiers is good. That's a great pick. I'm, I'm really happy that made it in here. No. Yeah. I love dog soldiers. I mean, you know, he wasn't moving entire production schedules around so he could stay in one country with his girlfriend in that movie. So. Film <laughs> <laughs> for dog soldiers, but, um, yeah, the. Uh, yeah, I just I, I really enjoy uh, Dog Soldiers because uh, just you know the, when it, it was broadcast as a sci-fi channel movie, uh, he made this for for literally no budget. It just holds up well. Uh, you know, it's airing like in two thousand two. Like, you know, you, you wouldn't have expected that from the sci-fi channel. <laughs> and you know, believe me, I've worked on sci-fi channel movies. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just. I, you know, I really enjoy it. Just the random, uh, they have like random matrix references in the film. Uh, <laughs> there's like a character named spoon and then he, uh, gets like devoured and they're like, there's no spoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It, it's, it's really funny. It has like Sean Pertwee or Pertwee, excuse me. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's so entertaining. So funny. Just all put together and kind of reminds me of like a uh, deep blue sea. I guess. Oh Yeah. I, I, very similar vibe very uh angry horror yeah. i guess just uh yeah just really go after some of those characters so mm-hmm. yeah i just i love that film and yeah it just holds up and look at the, look at those wolves those wolves those wolves look uh just something out of like the howling yeah they they look really good for the budget like i i think um if you're if you're done with your statement i have a yeah. thought on dog soldiers all right like it's like watching Sam Raimi do horror in a way. Like I think, not to, to kick a guy while he's down, but I think Sam Raimi's like a way better director than this guy, than Neil Marshall. Yeah. But yeah. Neil Marshall inspires similar feelings for me where it's like, it's just fun to watch them like make a movie. Like you can feel they had fun making the movie, you know? And like obviously not all movies need that. Like I'm not trying to get like a, a kick out of like Amistad or something, you know? But like it's, it's fun when it's like, yeah, this is kind of trashy horror, but like there's a lot of passion into it. And sometimes you just want like a fun ride, you know? And yeah. I think Dog Soldiers is a really good example of that. Yeah, it's it's one I, I need to see. I wrote it down. Uh, I'm oh. actually, uh, on my horror list this month, uh, I have another Neil Marshall movie, another blind spot that I need to see, The Descent. I haven't seen mm. that. So I, I definitely need to see The Descent. Um, but oh, can we talk about Candyman? Yes. Um, okay. So uh, it, it, it's a running theme of like my favorite horror movies because like they they tend to just um, freak me out as a kid because that that's what happened with Creepshow too. Candyman, same thing. I and I wrote an article about this um, earlier this year. Uh, I I I had been like avoiding it, kind of like maybe subconsciously, just like Candyman in my adulthood. Because as a kid, I think I just saw it on TV. Somebody may, must have shown it to me. And also my cousins at that time, my older cousins were telling me stories about Candyman. So I was just freaked out as a kid by Candyman. I, I think also I maybe believed all of it was real, like as a kid. So that all stuck with me. And then I finally just said, I'll watch it. Um, I'll watch it again as an adult. And they were playing it here in town on 35 millimeter, you know, right before things shut down, maybe like, you know, three weeks before. So I got lucky. I saw on the big screen first time 
in decades, really, and was just like blown away by by just how great the movie is and how much it still freaks me out. And I, I love it. I bought the 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 the, the Scream Factory Blu-ray like right after and you know, I I I I'll rewatch it, but it's still just so like the moments in it are just so ingrained in my mind and still freaks me out to this day. So I love it. I'm yeah. I'm really looking forward to the sequel. I, I keep wanting to say reboot, but it's like it's it's a straight up sequel. Right. You know, like it's yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's when, pretty cool. Yeah, whenever we get that. Uh whenever, whenever we get that. Like, I, I like want whenever. that movie to have as much success as possible because it looks very good. But boy, I gotta be selfish and just say I wish they released it on VOD because <laughs> it right. looks very good. Well, <laughs> but I get say, it. I get yeah. it. You don't want it to be like Tenant. Well, to be fair, <laughs> given the climate, Tenant still made $200 million. Mm-hmm. Most of that is obviously from overseas, but you know, they also mostly have competent governments. Yeah. But. Um, and I wanted to just mention Shadow of the Vampire. Um, I really like that movie a lot. And I like that director, E. Elias Mer- Marriage, Merhige. I don't know. He, he like vanished, but he made like a bunch of weird shit in the 90s. And then like a normal movie in Shadow of the Vampire. And uh, I, I always joke about it being my favorite biopic. Because it is about the make of Nosferatu. But mm-hmm. it's like, what if... <laughs> What, uh, what if Max Shrek was a vampire? And so, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun for, for horror film nerds, too, and history nerds. But um, I'm glad that one got in. And if I could just start my list, that actually leads me into my first choice, which is uh, his other film, I think his first feature film, Begotten. Now, this one's not an easy watch. Um, it's like if Satan took an 8 millimeter film camera and retold the book of Genesis. And it's very disturbing. So this is not for like the, the casual horror fans or anybody who's sensitive to stronger images because it is, it is very like shocking. And like, it's like, a, it's like if you say like, oh, someone made a pretentious art house horror film, this is kind of what it is. But, but I get a lot out of watching it um, like from memory because I only saw it the one time and it just destroyed my brain. But like, it, it's just such there's such a talent in like what the images like show you and um it it kind of changes like how you look at like certain stories like oh you really can do anything with movies because it's literally the book of genesis that's what the film is about but the way it's portrayed does not seem like a story from the bible um so that that's my first recommendation. The other stuff will be more accessible, like uh, the Thing by John Carpenter's hey. remake of the Thing. Um, Gene I've heard of that this. movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a very good one. Uh, might be the best one, just out of all of them. Um, but I watch this every Halloween, and there was one Halloween. I don't know if you remember Gene, but we were at our friend and also co-host Nick Valero's house, uh, watching horror movies, and then it started raining outside, and I was like, we got to watch the Thing. It was. Mm. It was perfect. It yeah, was, was perfect. <laughs> I think it was pretty pretty late too, so it's like twelve a.m. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a great Halloween, and we did nothing but just watch weird movies and the thing. Um, I don't. I feel like I don't need to talk up the thing. You all know, <laughs> like you all know. Um, but it has never let me down. Every Halloween for over a decade now at this mm-hmm. point, and it's it's so so good. Um, and yeah. I guess number number three uh, to get a little 
darker again, the Blair Witch Project, um, not the other one so much. But the first Blair Witch Project is kind of like the OG creepypasta movie, I think, you know? Because, you know, the fun of creepypasta is like, you know, it's not real. But then part of your brain always goes like, what if? And that was like the whole marketing ploy for Blair Witch Project, which I was so young, I didn't, I couldn't really fathom that, right? But like, I knew of the film, even without the name Blair Witch Project. I heard, I always heard like murmurs from like older relatives and cousins being like, there's a movie that was like made that it's found footage. And I was like, they found footage and released it in the movie theaters, you know? And then as you get older, you're like, no, <laughs> like that's Saturday. not how. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'd like, show oh, me the wow. Scooby Doo, the Scooby Doo parody of that. Oh yeah, that, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't why doesn't Cartoon Network does Cartoon Network do stuff like that? I'm not going to be an old cynic no. and say they don't. I don't. I no, don't they they don't. They don't oh, okay. do that. No. Well, they have they had Stephen Universe and Adventure Time, so I'm not going to get angry at them. But that that's a great parody, and the Blair Witch Project is also kind of like the thing where it's like. You guys, you've heard of it, but I think it's a great horror movie that's still like, even though we know it's fiction for sure now, like, mm-hmm. like every, there's no misunderstanding here, right? But I think the way it's filmed just captures such like a feeling of like the uncertainty that right. goes into all of this. And uh, it, there, there's nothing quite like watching the Blair Witch Project for the first time, even if you end up not liking it. Honestly, I, well, I think it's just a very unique experience. Well, look at uh, that actress Heather. I forgot her last name. Heather. I'm just call her Heather. It's fine. Yeah, she still gets I, like. I'm sorry. She still gets like random like I don't know if they're threats, but they're like people. Well, essentially just bothering her, saying that, uh, saying that that actually happened. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm I'm okay. Well, I it's not well, real. <laughs> like a Paul's not dead or Paul's dead sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> But um, all right, number I'm at number four now, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. number four is 28 Days Later, the original one by Danny Boyle. Uh, actually, like 20 weeks later, but whatever. Uh, 28 okay. Days Later, I, I think, is one of the peak uh, zombie films. I know mm-hmm. there's a the whole running, slow-walking zombie film debate, but whatever. It's easier to call them zombies because yeah. I'm not that much of a nerd. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a, it reminds me of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a way where it's like, it, the way it's filmed, it's such like kind of an assault in the senses. But unlike Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there's also like a lot of beautiful moments of like reprieve for the characters and like, look at how the world kind of let us down and oh, it's still great because we still have each other. And then the film is just constantly testing those bonds. Like the first half is kind of about like getting to that place of like finding something to survive for because everything that came before was gone. And then after that, it's like, all right, can you like sustain that? Like, other stuff still gonna test those bonds, and I don't know why I've been thinking about that lately. I can't imagine <laughs> why, but it's it's a it's a fantastic film, and uh, I don't watch it every Halloween, but um, I I think it's severely underappreciated, and in my opinion, like Danny Boyle's best film, like by like there's no competition. I think I think yeah. that's his best one. Um, <laughs> did anyone else watch Yesterday? Some might call that a horror movie. No, I don't. Want to. I, I, I saw it. Yeah, it was it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Lily James, innocent. Yeah, she's great in it. She, she's great in everything. Yeah, she should be in Twenty Eight Months Later. That's my pitch. I just, uh, I still couldn't get over that John London scene in that movie. <laughs> I don't think I made it that far. But anyways, um, and my last pick. Th- this is another. 
I, I guess all my stuff is just weird stuff that plays with format, but uh, Lake Mungo. Lake Mungo oh, is... I've heard about this one. I need to see this one. Make sure you're like in a... Don't watch it if you're depressed. It's a, it's not like, <laughs> so like, okay. yeah. Uh, anybody <laughs> here or <laughs> don't watch it this year, anybody? Oh, no, but um... can't wait till I turn forty and turn on Lake Mungo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's a really like sad film about like this. A lot of Twin Peak vibes. If you know Twin Peak vibes, the reason for like everyone. Like the first couple episodes of that are just dedicated to like how Laura Palmer's death affected everyone in the town of Twin Peaks. Like Mungo kind of takes that and compacts it into a single film and it's about this family and wondering what happened to their daughter. And the whole film really just kind of ramps up or builds up to this one moment that's terrifying. It's not a super terrifying film. It's just very creepy. And then there's a moment that will sit with you. And if it doesn't sit with you, I know you're like a demon or something. This is to, to everyone out there. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious, okay? So, like, if it doesn't affect you, I will, I'll be like, wow. Like, I just, I, we'll never understand each other. But it, it's a very deeply sad film about loss and, like, trying to understand all of that and um, kind of what comes after. And it's also just literally this maybe the single scariest moment in film history. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those are mine. Yeah, I have to say about Blair Witch Project, I saw that for the first time, I think right before the new one came out. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was, that was a huge. <laughs> well, sorry. Well, I, well, <laughs> I, I like the new one enough. Yeah, some I, people do. I, I, I liked it. Well, uh, the, the, the funny story I tell uh, about the new Blair Witch, about just Blair Witch, it's just called Blair Witch, right? Just Blair yeah, Witch. Yeah, just Blair Witch. Um, I, I was like enjoying it enough. I was like, this is a fine horror movie. And then, uh, this is not like a big spoiler, but there's a moment in the film towards the end when, you know, a lot of stuff happens and something jumps out or something is like revealed and like, there's like these lights surrounding a house and my mind went, wait, are these aliens? <laughs> so, so that was like the most interesting thing that happened in that movie to me is me creating a headcanon, which was not real, obviously, because it's ghosts of <laughs> aliens coming in and being the new Blair Witches <laughs> or some shit like that. But I don't know, I, somebody had to tell me afterwards, like, no, you're stupid. That wasn't an alien. It was just a, no, a, a you know tall what? witch. <laughs> no, you know what? I agree with you, Marcelo. I think that is far and away the most interesting aspect of the film. And I will, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shitting on it, but like I, that last like chunk of that film where it's just like full tilt horror, like not heavy spoilers, but someone literally snaps in half and the yeah. movie just like skyrockets like to this other level of entertainment. <laughs> I was actually enjoying it, like how much it was like just just devolving into like madness, and I was just like I was into it, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but it, the movie was fine. It was the, fine. the haunted house stuff in that <laughs> finale is like I, I remember watching it in the theater, just like kind of stunned out of my mind. But I was like, <laughs> why wasn't this the movie? This is yeah. like really fun. It doesn't yeah. make a lick of sense, but like there's some shocking images and. For like a separate movie, I know some people were a little divided about like, oh, they ruined it because they showed too much. I, I don't, I, I'm the guy that like hates that movie and I don't think they did. I just, I just don't think the first hour of that works. Yeah. But I like, I like that last little chunk. So there's my defense and, of that. And I'll say the original, seeing it for the first time, 
when was it like four years ago like that that movie still holds up like that movie like seeing it you know as like a how old i was um like grown ass man like i'm still like oh it's i'm i i knew the beats i knew what was going to happen but seeing it all together yeah it's it's still an amazing horror movie a classic some would say yeah i i would say so i i think it's kind of like the definitive found footage film there's, there's probably arguments for like a handful of others but like for, for me that's like what i always think about you know also cloverfield is like amazing yeah. i love cloverfield yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I i i turned up on that a lot in the last few years like i rewatched it maybe two years ago and was kind okay. of blown away by it i was like wow this they they really captured something amazing yeah um very of its time yeah yeah like not to go on a huge tangent but like i find like that on movie, this show never <laughs> <laughs> i find like that 9 movie, and uh, yeah like <laughs> <laughs> i was actually gonna bring that up <laughs> that movie and war of the worlds spielberg's war of the worlds are like two post 9-11 blockbusters mm-hmm. that still just have this it's it's still it works so well because they created these 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 haunting images back when it was like fresh in people's minds and it still works to this day like those two movies work amazing still matt reeves is doing the next batman that's just cool that's that's amazing yeah good that's a good get um yeah i i think these movies are maybe a little less accessible except for the thing but I, I think I think people will get more out of Twenty Eight Days Later than they expect. Yeah, they I I, I do want to re- revisit that. I, I did like it a lot when I first saw it. I think I've only seen it that one time, like when it was on DVD. But I I need to see it again. I need to see uh, um, Twenty Eight Weeks Later for the first time. I have I still have not seen that, even though people have told me over the years it's it is good. It is really good. It's it's totally the aliens to Twenty Eight Days Later's Alien in that it's not as good, but it's probably a lot more entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, and, but also still doesn't get its credit for being like a genuinely like provoking like film with like ideas on its mind, you know? It's not right, just right. like a big action fest. It's like, oh, th- there's more action and more zombies, but like this is like really bad for people's lives and it kind of lets them settle on that. <laughs> and then when it doesn't, it's intentional that it doesn't. And it's, it, it's cool, it's a, it's a good movie. It's just, you know. I, I like worship 28 days later. So there's just no comp- competition for me on that. But yeah. I, have, I have a question about the thing at John Carpenter real quick. Cause I, I just had this conversation with somebody a few weeks ago. Cause I just saw the fog for the first time for the talk from society fest. Um, but anyway, uh, like the thing for me is my favorite Carpenter movie. I'm interested to hear your guys's take on that. Cause I, it's, it, I mean, I don't know. I I can make a case mm-hmm. for even Halloween being number one, but to me, the thing it's perfect. It's like nothing in that movie's wrong. It's it's beautifully acted, directed, scored. Yeah. Even the dog is perfect in it. So, what do you guys think? Like, what what's your number one Carpenter? Um, I, I would probably go with the thing, and then like really close is Halloween, like super close. Yeah, the the thing that that's. That's my favorite for sure. Yeah. That's my favorite Carpenter. It's top five horror movie, maybe top five movie situation. For yeah, me. yeah. Um, I mean, if you if we're bringing up number twos though, Starman. I love Starman. Oh, yeah, Starman. Uh, Starman. Such a sentimental film. I saw yeah. that for the first time last year and was blown away. I was like, 
this is great. It, yeah. it was one of those moments where I, I was watching it at home and on my, you know, you know, 4K TV, on, you know, on Blu-ray and with like the sound bar and it was like nice sound. But I still was like, I want to see this in a the theater. This feels like a theatrical experience. This feels massive. This feels huge. By the end, I was like just kind of an emotional wreck. Uh, it That movie just floored me. I love Starman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Car- Carpenter doesn't doesn't get his credit for being a very diverse, capable filmmaker in his day. Oh, yeah. You know, he he's literally called the horror master on Twitter. But like, he he could have basically done like anything at it, like at the height of his powers. You know, he's, he's got some duds, but no one's perfect. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, I, I guess that's it for this episode. Anybody else have any final thoughts? Want to sneak in another recommendation or or plugs? plugs anything else we got going on in our lives uh, marcello well, why don't you go first yeah I, i'll just uh, reemphasize the talk from society fest that's coming up uh find details uh on that uh, on twitter at talk from soc and on our website talk from society.com and also go to the patreon patreon.com slash talk from society and also i want to give a plug to going helms deep the Lord of the Rings podcast I'm doing now on Talk From Society. Thank you, Diego. Um, and th- thank you, Rocky, or as co-host of that show, for coming up with, the, with that name, Going Helms Deep. Um, I'm, I just want to get that word out because I spend a lot of time editing those episodes because there are five people hosting that show, including me. Wow. Um, Rocky Juarez, Harrison Brockwell, uh, uh, Sam Van Heeren, me, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Ale, uh, uh, Alejandra Gonzalez. I can never I have trouble pronouncing her name, but she's amazing. They're all great on it. I'm okay. But yeah, those episodes. <laughs> no, come you're, out. you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Those episodes come out bi-weekly and then every other week in between bonus episodes on Patreon. So yeah, there you go. Going help Steve. Nice. Gene, nice. Uh, what, what do you got for us? Well, I don't have anything to plug for say right now because, uh, you know, just nothing going on but no, no, uh, no, don't you don't you have that comic show on this channel yeah well? i mean uh i'm into my personal life but yeah i know oh. you know, <laughs> well me neither but <laughs> yeah no 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 one's going on we could we could uh we could plug uh serving up comics just talk about comic book shows with uh my friend nick mainly uh, i've been talking just dc stuff and the boys i love that show yeah i i will start watching the boys when you start watching Avatar: The Last Airbender, I think that's totally <laughs> you'll a never, fair bet. You'll never see it. No, I, I think that's a fair bet. I did start the Harley Quinn show, though. That's, oh, okay, oh. that's good. Everyone is that, is that is that good? I, I keep hearing that's good. Oh, it's, I it's thought wonderful. it looked yeah. so obnoxious, and it is a delight. Yeah. Okay, it's good. It's, yeah. it's if uh, you like Birds of Prey, you like you like the show. Well, I was gonna I'm, say I'm in. Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me of the Adventure Brothers, actually. Oh, okay. yeah. In terms of uh, humor being subversive. Which, which I still have to get to. And I guess, plug for an, another episode that Gene and I will do either the next show or the following, but we're going to talk about canceled TV shows because yeah. he just lost his beloved Venture Brothers oh, and I just oh, lost my yeah. beloved Dark Crystal. So It could come back. It could come back. That's, uh, hey, hey, anything's possible, but, you know. I'm going to be like the, uh, the dog that was waiting for, that, uh, waiting for his owner to come back and died waiting. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that would you, that's so sad. <laughs> Like right before we got on to do this, I also just finished the Good Place. So I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh wow, it's a, good ending. <laughs> it's a really good ending." It's I was good. never that emotionally attached to the show, but like the last episode, I was like, 
Yeah, I got ready to record. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, watch The Good Place also. <laughs> it's not a horror thing at all. Well, yes, yeah, so, uh, speaking of uh, you know horror movies, Creep Show, Ted Danson, Good Place. There you go. It's all connected. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I I didn't I didn't know it was in Creep Show. Yeah, no, Ted Danson was in Creep Show. Oh, you no. have to see Creep Show. I know, I know, I know. You know, oh, I also, I I, mm-hmm. I don't want to take up too much time, but Leslie no, Nielsen. No, Leslie Nielsen is in Creep Show. That I did know. And also okay. Stephen King as like a yeah. green man or something. A better, that's, that's a better literally cameo. all I know. <laughs> a better cameo than it chapter two. Oh, oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> that movie. I, I'm trying to be nicer about movies, so I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> uh, Marcelo, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, thank uh, you for joining yeah, us. Thank, thank you for being a just a great guy and great host in general. Oh. I, I can't wait to see Talk Film Fest. Uh, come together this year yeah and and thank you diego thank you gene for having me this was fun i i i mean if anything i'm glad i showed off this copy of dawn of the <laughs> dead ultimate edition which nobody in the world has except me i feel like so thank you yeah you were supposed to keep it by your face the whole time oh so yeah that's... oh well 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 audio listeners will will just imagine that that i did that but video yeah. listeners i apologize yeah. oh plot twist that's that's what that was <laughs> a reveal <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Gene, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. Marcella, did we do plugs for you already, or did I forget? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Talk from Society, Going Home right. Steve. Yeah, yeah. Patreon. Okay. <laughs> Patreon. I had a long day. I went outside com. for the All first right. time in like five months, and I got horribly sunburned. So. <laughs> oh, no. Got to get yeah. the sunscreen. Yeah. yeah. Um, check out the Waffle Press on Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon as well. We have a Patreon. You can go recommend a movie for us, $15 a month, or get early access to the Avatar The Last Airbender retrospective early and other other stuff we do. Check out the the, the canceled TV show episode when that goes up early because I know Gene and I are just need to, we need to exercise that sadness. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But thank you again for listening. Thanks for watching, everyone. We have been professionally unprofessional and happy <laughs> early Halloween.